Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Penny. Play. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful evening. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm so grateful that you are interested in, in what I've got going on here in my business. Oh, my gosh. Well, we, we spoke just briefly before we hit the go button here. The importance, you've written a wonderful book called Sandbox Strategies for the New Workplace Conflict Resolution from the Inside Out. And boy, do we need that. We we talked just slightly about how the hybrid uh, job placement, you know, many employments are operating hybrid purposes, both in office and at home, work from home. And it's, it's causing a lot of problems in some places and trying to navigate this new arena as it were um so you've done a lot of work in this area but what what even prompted you to write your book in particular well i wanted to have a resource that was valuable for my training programs and my speaking engagements you know after i uh an opportunity to work with people and give them a little bit of information to give them more information to take home and read and i wrote the manuscript before the pandemic and then what happened was I pitched an agent and he happened to be in New York and he said, sandbox strategies for the new workplace. Penny, I don't know about you, but I just saw tumbleweed go by and I'm in New York because there's nobody at work. Oh, and I said, oh boy, you know, <laughs> you're right. I need to rework this manuscript to be more current and relevant because at that moment, I didn't know if people would ever go back to work. Yeah. So I threw the manuscript in the garbage and I started a research project, which was about the effects of uh, COVID-19 on workplace conflict. I didn't know if I'd be out of business. I mean, were we ever going to have conflict in the workplace with everybody working from home? Were they ever going to come back? And so over time, 
what I got to realize is that there was more conflict in the workplace after the pandemic yeah. or during and since the pandemic than there ever was before. And, and conflict was already a $359 billion a year problem for corporate North America. Mm. And that number has doubled according to a recent Myers-Briggs study. So this is a huge problem and it's very cost, um, it, it's very cost intensive. People are, um, people are stressed out, burned out. They mm. are resistant to consistent change. And if you think about hmm. the, if you think about the pandemic in terms of sand, okay, it's like this big tidal wave came in and washed out everybody's castle. Mm. And we're all rebuilding. Mm -hmm. right we're all rebuilding and there's a lot of uncertainty in rebuilding but there's also a lot of creativity I like that I, I do like the creativity portion now I'm wondering how much of the conflict is also due to here's a com um, some of the feedback I've gotten from people who have been working from home there's the one front of yay I don't have to travel an hour or more on the train driving whatever back and forth but then there's this not never stopping and employers kind of demanding more. Well, now that you don't have to travel, you have all, all that much more time to give me. And so right. I hear my friends who are working as employees say, I'm now working more hours than I ever did when I went to an office because it'd be five. I'd see people leaving and I'd get up and I'd leave. Now I feel like I can't leave. You're absolutely right. There's people are realizing the cost of the merging home and work you know we were we used to have hard boundaries I'm leaving for work you know I'm getting dressed up I'm brushing my teeth this is even something I heard from uh, my dental hygienist she said so many people aren't brushing their teeth in the morning because they're not really in the routine of getting up and getting dressed up and anyway, that's just a side note, but it just okay. helps us understand how we aren't really segmenting or compartmentalizing mm -hmm. our duties or our time. And it's very easy for work duties to spill over into personal time and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Good point there. I, I, I've heard from a number of people I know who are business owners say the same thing. That they're finding people not where they should be when they expect them to be working. It's like, where are you? I hear the clicking of the, how do you call it when you have the light signal go off in your car? Are you in the car? Or are you at your desk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know, but I, I do see some positives to um, the idea of working from home, but is it for everyone? Maybe not. As you say, I find it very important to connect physically with people like I like to be around people feel their energy so yeah. I think there's something to be said for at the actual physical connection with people um but then it is also nice like you, you know like we said earlier to be able to have a little bit more time and not travel as much yeah. um it gives you more flexibility but not to forget the the human part of connecting with other humans you're absolutely right you're just so right you know part of what helped people want to stay with an employer is the camaraderie or the fact that even a couple of really close friends, friendships were developed while working there. And when we're working from home, we, 
we we don't have a sense of where we are in the pack. And this came out in my research at the beginning of COVID when I was interviewing people about conflict. And some people said, I don't know where I'm at with my colleagues. Are they ahead of me? Are they behind me? But I sure spent sense, tend to spend a lot of time spinning in my own head about it. And if you think about it, when you physically go into the office, you park the car or maybe not, you know, you transit in, but you walk in the building, you're getting a lot of communication already and you're not even talking to anybody yet. You see people at their desks, you see the meeting room is booked, you see people here, the water cooler there, whatever's going on, you're getting a lot of information that you don't get if you're not there. And long before the pandemic, this was a common problem with satellite offices and people who worked away from the office because they felt isolated. Mm. And what I'm gathering, Penny, tell me if I'm I'm right on this on this particular case. Um, I'm heard from people as far as you said. I don't know where I, I stand in the pack. I'm guessing if everyone's working in their own little bubble, how do you know where you stand with your boss, your manager? Are they happy with my work? Uh, do I need to fix something? And if you're not a good communicator, like constantly making the effort to reach out, have that conversation with them. Not a, a whole meeting where everyone's on the line and we all kind of glaze out, but really connecting with your individual team members, then everyone can start wondering, are they happy with me? You know, are, you know, that sort of thing. That's right. Because there's no small talk. There's no even body language. Like if your boss is pleased with something, you might see them smile and nod when they're looking at something you've done or looking across from you at the boardroom table and they're, um, you know, even a hand gestures, there's just a lot of communication that's missing. And even in digital communication, when we're writing something, you know, we're, we're typing away. I mean, we're not all one finger typists, but I'm doing that. <laughs> um, we don't convey so much body language and so much energy. We're very perceptive creatures as humans. We, we absorb a lot of information just by being in mixing in the energy of other people. Mm -hmm. And none of that is happening. Um, when we're typing things. So, you know, I always recommend, especially in conflict and conflict resolution or in having difficult and challenging conversations that you get face-to-face. -face. And if you can't get in-person face-to-face that you at least get on a video chat. And if you can't get on a video chat, then you at least get on a phone call because when we're writing difficult words, we're making a very permanent record of perhaps a very temporary emotion. Yeah. And that can come back to, to haunt you in your career development. And that's another thing that I was thinking when you were talking about the, the challenges with people and their bosses and whatnot, I'm wondering, and I don't have any idea if my wondering has any validity to it, but I'm wondering how many people are, I'm wondering how the number of days that you're willing to be physically in the office will help you get promoted hmm. versus the number of days that you're not willing to be in the office because there's a lot of employers that are calling people back to work now. Yeah. They're saying, okay, it's time to come back to work. I know I'm Canadian. So in the, the Canadian government in March, 2023, um, 
I'll say ordered. That's a strong word, but they mandated they mandated all of their employees back to work at least two days a week. And a lot of people had moved far away from their physical workspace. Yeah. So um, that is, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, but employers are saying enough is enough. We, we want you back and communities and cities have been built to transport people into these epicenters there's a lot of businesses and restaurants and clothing stores and, you know, that the infrastructure that has been developed to accommodate big city workplaces is suffering. And so it'd be very interesting to see where the dust settles here, but I get it. A lot of people are quite comfortable working at home, Um, but there are reasons beyond themselves that work teams do need to reconnect and gather and uh, and and the actual physical workspace has changed as well people don't have their own offices that they used to have Mm, they have cooperative workspaces now and people come and go and it just must be an hr nightmare to coordinate (laughs) who's coming in when can everyone take it and so i think you know, we, we've touched on all this sort of negative aspects, but one thing I saw that was really surprising to me during the pandemic is so many of my friends that had children or even husbands that they barely like said a passing hello yeah. <laughs> at night on the way back to bed after dealing with work stress, making dinner, getting the kids homework done, all that stuff. It was the reconnection of family and, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting to meet these creatures called our kids. Um, yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I kind of like you. Uh, so th- that was, it was a really yeah. interesting thing to see that with my friends. You know, they thought they knew their kids, but they really didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our kids are kind of our future. So I thought that was a wonderful event that came about by, you know, through the pandemic. And I like that's why I'm kind of thinking the hybrid thing sounds like one of the best options for both work and family and community because they're all interconnected like work is very much part of your everyday life as well as the family and community and they're all intertwined intertwined yeah and uh, so it would be cool if people don't lose that kind of connection they might have had with family and children that's right no you're absolutely right there's so many great benefits i think that this great pause has taught us mm-hmm. i think one of the things that we can uh, celebrate is that with the less travel out of the home there would be uh less pollution mm-hmm. you one. know yeah. it would be for the environment if we all weren't driving our cars five days a week and we were only driving them two Um, It's also very economical. There was a research project that I read that indicated that people who worked from home saved an extra $14,000 a year. Wow. Person, you know, when you look at transportation and clothing and eating out out and so on. Um, And, and, and daycare and babysitting and just time away. Like you're right about the family connection. There's been a lot of studies on the four day work week. Uh, mm-hmm. Iceland did one. And basically the, the challenge was for everybody to do their 100% responsibilities in four days instead of five. And they did mm-hmm. it. And I think this is, this is good for us as a society to recognize that 
you know, work is just a piece of who we are. Mm, It's not the whole pie. There's no one on their deathbed that's wishing they spent more time at the office. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and could we, if we were paid the same amount of money and able to get all of our tasks done in four days instead of five, would we be able to pull it off? And I bet you we would. Well, I don't know if this is true, but I had heard a study done that a majority of people do most of their work in three to four hours. And the rest of the time, they're kind of finding ways to make busy because you have an eight hour day for most people if you're working in a job. Um, and I don't know how true that is, but that's that's a lot of wasted time that could be spent doing other things. If we could, you know, even if didn't have the four day work week, if we did part time and, and spent more time at home, I know in Europe, it's more geared towards live life and work to live life, not, not, you know, the other way around. Um, now I want to get your feedback, Penny. Uh, I've heard some mention of metaverse and kind of building a online community that is interactive. Do you see that going anywhere where we build our characters and put them online and meet online instead of in person? Is that something that's even workable in, in a corporate environment? I- I hope not, but (laughs) you know, I'm in my mid fifties. I started working in a big city when I was 18 years old. So my days go back to typewriter time and white, white out and, uh, and that, that, but you know, back in those days when I got off the phone with somebody and I said, okay, can you send me that click? It took a week to get here. So I think that the work week was determined, okay, well, we need five days and 35 to 40 hours to be able to accommodate everything. But now information is moving so quickly and technology is supporting us a lot that we probably can get an equal amount or more progress done in a shorter period of time. Now, we also have five generations in the workplace. So we've got the, uh, you know, from 85 years old to 18 years old. And that spans a great difference in opinions Mm. and work ethics. And the the beautiful thing about those five generations is that nobody's better than the other Mm. and nobody's right or wrong. We're all just different. Mm. And, and so um, I think that there's a lot to learn if we could just open up our mind to see things through the eyes of other people in our workplace and what they've what they've grown through or what they what they're coming into and the skills and talents that everybody brings because if we can harness all of that with an open mind we can really create an incredible work team i i love that penny i remember one of my very first jobs in a copy center um i came in and saw issues immediately like with production things getting done efficiently for clients and i had an idea to push along all the copy jobs in kind of a um, factory mode where everyone had their own place and we just would pass it to the most productive machine. And that's your machine for today, assembly line type thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought if we set up that kind of, you know, process, things would get done more efficiently. But being 18 years old, right out of high school, the guy's like, that's nice. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for your opinion but he was kind of like you're you're you know you've never worked before what do you know um but it could have been a great idea and and like you say it would be nice not to go you know thank you little one but to say you know you have a valid opinion let's see if it's something we can work with yes 
Yes, I agree. Um, you know, and on this, on the topic of work-life balance and how those generations differ, people in their, you know, I'll say like mid fifties and up, they are used to the 40 hour work week or the 35 hour work week, the nine to five, the Monday to Friday, but young, you know, we, we also really seek work-life balance. The younger generations, um, millennials are 43 and under this year and the Gen Zs, uh, they don't seek work-life balance. They demand it. And, and good for them because you know what, working and making work your entire life and dying two years after retirement, you know, like that's just not something that anybody aspires to do. We all want to make time for, we all want to make time for doing the things that we love to do outside of work, work, work gives us the opportunity to afford to have the lifestyle that we, you know, get to play outside of work in, mm-hmm. unless we're fortunate enough to be doing one of those jobs where we are totally in love with what we do and playing at our work. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice if everyone had that, but you're right. Uh, because even if you are playing at something you love as work, mm-hmm. that's only, as you said, just still a small facet of who you are as a human being and it's great if you can go out there and and have other hobbies or um, things that excite you that you also do so that it makes you multifaceted because as you say on your deathbed the last thing you're going to be thinking did I do enough work I should go no you're going to be thinking did I get to do all the things that were on my bucket list that I cared about or were just you know wanted to do before I left this planet um Penny we could go on a lot longer. I know we could, but I don't want everyone to leave without finding out how they can get a copy of your book, find out more about you. How can they do that? Well, I have a copy right here and this is what it looks like. Sandbox strategies for the new workplace. You can get it on Amazon books, a million at your favorite bookstore. It is, um, I got a beautiful publisher, Roman and Littlefield. Their, their typical customer is, um, 250,000 libraries in in the United States. And this is a really fun and playful read because we all remember sandbox play Mm -hmm. and playing with sand and the impermanence of sand and the uh, lessons that we learned in the early years as we were playing. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that, uh, people value conflict resolution skills because we're not getting them in school. We're, we're not all coming from families with really strong values, or um, we're not all going to churches and realizing that the, the real um, value systems and, and skills and things like um, um, forgiveness that it takes to really make relationships work, but relationships are the key to success in business and relationships are the key to happiness in life as well. Cause you know, we're, we're social creatures and um, and so the sandbox strategies for the new workplace is a really playful approach to g- having great relationships and working through the sandstorms. Mm. Yeah. So that's where they can get a copy. And people can find me at pennytromblay.com. That's P-E-N-N-Y-T-R-E-M-B-L-A-Y. I have so many free downloads. And mm. um, one of my favorites is great for managers and human resource managers called um, the five biggest mistakes that leaders make when conflict surfaces and how to avoid them. I really, really want to help people have strong and connected relationships. And I've been through a lot of conflict myself. There's videos on my main page about 
you know, some of the things that I've gone through as a, as a, as a mom and, a, and as a, a partner. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, conflict is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So I really hope that people um, think about my book as a fun and exciting way to um, add a little bit of skills to their toolbox for success. Because when it comes to getting a promotion, it's not always just the skills or the degree that you have. It's your sandbox factor. It's your ability to get along with others or get through those difficult times that is really going to appeal to those people who are making decisions. And 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 in leadership, it's not just about how you lead yourself, it's how you create other leaders around you. Mm-hmm. And so we we all need to just continuously develop. And I know your podcast is geared to helping so many people do just that. Well, Penny, thank you so much. That is so true. It's our soft skills that can really lead us to success in life and and always looking to better yourself. I mean, you might think, hey, I'm already good at conflict or a great communicator, but we can always be better Mm -hmm. uh, because this skill learned well can apply to all parts of your life, not just your work environment, but as you said, with your partner, with your kids. Um, So it's it's absolutely um, imperative. I thank you so much for coming to share your great gift today and wisdom on conflict resolution and your book, Sandbox Strategies uh, for the Workplace, for the New Workplace. Um, and everyone, please go get a copy today. Thank you so much, Penny, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thanks for having me. Betcha. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.